Hello everyone, welcome back to Midnight Movie Professionals, I'm your host Scott, and well, if you listen to my Music for the Curator Share podcast, you'll know I lost a bit of a good friend, but many of you may know in the music industry, we did lose a legend, a very great legend, a musical icon from the 90s, at the age of 50. Everyone may know him as DMX. I knew of him as Earl Simmons. He was a great actor. He was a great rep musician. He was a great rapper. He did a lot of things that he was great in. And now that he's now that he's gone, we're never gonna get good music from him again. Sadly, the last ever album I ever remember listening to from him was right around the same time this movie that I'm about to talk about came out, and that would be the album Grand Champ. I'm not going to talk about Grand Champ. I'm going to be talking about the movie Cradle to the Grave, co-starring the rapper Drag On, Jet Li, the very well-known prolific actor and martial artist himself, Jet Li, as well as Tom Arnold, Gabriel Union, Anthony Anderson, Mark Dacascos, and if I recall correctly, it also co-stars Kelly Who, Gabriel Union, and Tom Arnold. Now, what is this movie about, you may ask? Well, basically it's about the rapper DMX, known as Earl Simmons, who stars as Anthony Fate, a jewel thief, who, with his uh, crew of friends, go and like, go to this bull off a heist at a jewelry exchange to hijack some very rare and very expensive jewels from Taiwan. Apparently these are like black diamonds or something like very rare, very expensive diamonds. Little do they know that the guy that hired them to do the job, Kristoff, is met by Sue, who is played by Jet Li. And Jet Li goes ahead and um, asks him who's getting the stones to him and whatnot. Because apparently these are not actually jewels. We'll talk about that later in the, the episode. But uh, they're not actually jewels. Or so we're told, according to Jet Li later on in the episode, in the video, well, in the movie. Basically, they go and do this heist. Um, Anthony who's known by T or Tony Fate by a lot of his friends, does this heist. Sue calls him from his phone after he reports a robbery in progress at the jewelry exchange, and he also explains that uh, your employer has betrayed you. The police are on their way. You need to leave those stones where they are. And uh, basically just leave them be. Don't take them. Don't nothing, basically, is what he tells them to do. They do that. Well, they don't actually do that. They instead take the diamonds anyways, because they don't give a damn. That's what they are, the jewel thieves. They don't give a shit about anything that happens to them. So they do that. While that's happening, Miles, played by Drag On, who is the is Tony's partner in this, as well as Daria, his female partner are there, they're stealing the gems they try and sep- split up and go to separate I believe separate parts of the state, like separate train stations 
so they could split up and get back to Tony's place. Miles gets hit by, or gets um, attacked by Sue, who thinks he has the Black Diamonds, but he does not at all. Meanwhile, while that's also happening, they lose the diamonds as well that Tony and Daria took. So while that happens, they're having to figure out what the hell's going on. They don't really know how to wonder what's going on. They head back to Tony's house. They talk about how they should really get out of town or like just leave town in general because they don't know what to do. They think, oh shit, we were sold out, but um, what can we do now? While that happens, Sue takes the diamonds that he uh, took off of Miles after the first encounter and decides to take them back to the jewel exchange and talk to the police that are there. As he does this, Ling as well as associates arrive at the airport is played by Mark Tacascos, who later becomes the chairman of Iron Chef America, and I believe he's also Wo Fat or Wu Fat in the 2010 reboot of Y50. But again, this is not about him. What it is also just the fact that he goes to Christoph and talks to him and says, um, "If you're gonna tell me anything, tell me the truth. Otherwise, you're not gonna have uh, another opportunity to do so." You only have one chance to tell me the truth, and I guess he kills him. When Miles arrives at uh, Tony's house, he shows how messed up he is. Apparently, Sue got to him and whatnot, and took all the money and everything else. And uh, <laughs> sorry for that. Oh, ow, that hurt. Basically, that's what happens. They try to figure out what to do. Tony goes to Archie, his friend, who's, I guess, a bit of a pawnbroker, runs a surplus store of military goods, and he's played by Tom Arnold, and they're talking about all this, that, and the other thing, and they're talking about all this, like, what happened, and he gives, and Tony gives him these black diamonds, and he asks, um, what do you know about these? He, um, says, I've never seen these before, but I'm gonna get word out on them and see what I can do and see if I can get someone that knows more than I do about it. He uh, does so, but after he does so, there's some trouble that ends up on his uh, side of the whole situation. But that's a different story for a different time. Basically what happens is he does that. Meanwhile, Tony goes back to Kristoff's apartment, finds out he's dead. And now he's wondering, okay, what the hell happened? What am I supposed to do now? He encounters Sue, who talks about him and says, um, you can walk out of here alive, tell me where the stones are. And he tries to do that. They uh, get into a bit of a scuffle, they get into a fight, whatever. And while they're doing so, Ling calls the calls Kristoff's apartment and asks for Tony to pick up and talk to him does so they're talking he's saying i want the stones back tony says i want it like i want you to make me an offer they're mine i stole them give me give me some money he uh even says don't cross me i could be a very dangerous man if you don't uh pay attention to what i'm saying here because i could really do some damage to you so 
he doesn't pay attention, so he keeps on just thinking, ah, whatever, he's, he's bullshitting me. After he does so, they, like, Tony leaves, he gets encountered by some of Link's dogs, who try and threaten him with his life again, and said, yeah, give me, make me a freaking offer for the stones, I'm not gonna sell him without an offer being made. And they still try, he still tries to think that this is just a game in a sense. He, um, does what he can. Apparently there's some dogs in this back alley that they went to. So what happens is that he go, he does this, does that, fights them. Archie calls him back and says uh, the stones have been taken by Jump Chambers, I believe. Because Jump had some weapons that not everyone can get on their own in this town. They're like only for the US Special Forces, so he goes to visit him and we are introduced to Jump Chambers, played by Chief McBride, who's another uh, great actor who later on becomes a member of Hawaii 5 for a couple of seasons. I don't know if he's stuck around at all, but I know he's pretty good in this, if I'm honest. But... Yeah, he happens to meet him, as well as with Sue. They talk, they do what they need to do. Basically, they do this, they go through all this crap. Um, talks, are like, Sue and uh, Fate think, no, he doesn't have. He has jewels at his club. There's no other way he would not have them. But he does kind of come off as a bit of a racist because of the fact that one Sue is from Taiwan. After they even mention that he's from Taiwan, because uh, basically before that even happens, they talk about like who he was, and basically Tony asks who he is, and apparently he's from the Taiwan Central Security Bureau, and he's Taiwanese intelligence, basically. But this is due to um, Archie knowing cop in every language, apparently. But honestly, I don't believe that for the life of me. How in the hell would some guy who deals with stolen DVD players and other hot equipment at a military surplus store, um, basically, like, how would he have anything like that in general? Like, I don't know how anyone would be able to get a sort of stuff like that and be able to like he has a tank no less he offered he tries to offer it to tony he has what else does he have uh what else does he try to sell off to him he sells a bunch of he tries to sell him a bunch of crazy shit basically what else uh i'm getting sidetracked here now basically they go to see chambers he says that it might be like uh tony thinks that it might be at his club he has a he has a suspicion on them being there, but even then, like, they kind of fix the generalizations that some make about Chinese people, how they're mystical and whatnot, but they talk, they start to get more and more, I guess, close together and try and talk a little bit better about everything, Tony and whatnot, but Tony says, I'm gonna go to the club, you go talk to Archie, go see him, see if he can help you find out who helped, who stole the stones from us and all this and that while I go to the club and try and see if I can find him there myself. 
because he might remember who tried to steal them, like who stole the rings, stole the stones from him. They do that. Tony, Tommy, who's played by Anthony Anderson, I forgot to mention him, as well as Daria and Miles go to the club and they investigate themselves. While Daria and basically like Tommy are both distractions. One disguises himself as a pest control guy. The other guy just comes back to like the, like Daria comes to just basically a, be a flirtatious uh, distraction for one of the guys that Jump Chambers apparently works with and whatnot. Try to do a bit of a strip tease, sexy dance, try and keep um distracted so I can do like Tony and all of them do whatever they want. Meanwhile, Vanessa has been kidnapped by Sue. No, not Sue. Ling, who wants the stones back, and he's stole, he's kidnapped Vanessa, and basically he's having to basically negotiate with uh, Tony. Basically, all this is happening. And a bunch of other stuff is happening too, but realistically, it's all this craziness that's going on that they have no idea what they're really doing, basically. I just feel like this is a bit of a convoluted mess of a movie, but it's a good movie nonetheless. It's one of my favorites from 2003. But while that's happening, Miles and Tony investigate further. They find that it could be possible that... The stones aren't there. They look around. They try and find them. They can't. <sighs> Sorry, guys. Oh, my allergies are really bugging me. Sorry about that. But basically, they go through this. They investigate. They blow a hole through the safe. They don't find the stones. Fate tells Tony, like, tells Miles to get out of there and He'll deal with it himself. And basically, he's trying to do all this and trying to do that. He gets uh, hit in the head pretty good. He gets arrested. Meanwhile, everyone else is kind of doing their part. Sue and Archie are going to this mixed martial arts club that's underground that's during the daytime to fool the cops. Because he knows that Jump Chambers also runs this operation from jail. And he knows that one of the guys might be there. He's one of his thugs. So he's guessing that he might be over there and doing what he can to do what he can. And, uh... Yeah, while this is happening, basically it's all going down all at the same time. Basically, I just... Uh, struggling to keep my thoughts here because people keep on messaging me and I keep on saying yes basically my allergies are kind of bugging me and it's like everyone's stressing me out but whatever moving on they go to the club Archie gets sued to be a marsh uh, a part of the, a competitor in the event just to help Archie find the ring. It gets a little too out of hand. They find the ring, of course, but also the fact is like 
they go through all of this to find out that there's only one stone apparently at Jump's office in the jacuzzi area, apparently. And Ling uh, went to Jump's prison cell and talked to him about it and uh, found himself basically killing him, as well as his um, assistant that was in jail as well, I guess. One of his friends that was also in jail with him. But basically, he does that and steals the rest of the jewels that were there. Meanwhile, Vanessa is able to find a phone in this camper that she's been in. And he's able to call Anthony to say, I'm at this location. Like She's not able to really describe it very well, but she tries her best to describe it. And while she does so, also says, like, this might be where I am, this, that, and the other thing. And just the way she says it is just like, I, I can believe that she's scared. She wants to go home. She doesn't know where she is. She needs help. Like, I can, I can believe it. Like, this girl is fucking scared out of her mind. She thinks she's gonna die. She wants to go home. She wants to see her dad again. And all this. And it's just like... It's a generic action movie sort of feeling. Like It, it just feels very generic, the whole thing. But also, that's what this movie is. It's a bit of a good action-adventure movie. And that just has a lot of drama. Has a bunch of this, that, and the other thing. But it's good at the same time. It does what it wants you to think. But also, the other thing is just due to the fact that it's just... Intense. And <sighs> basically, that happens while they do that. He does what he needs to do, he talks to them. And um, what else does he do? He, they figure out okay, there's song, everything at this airport tonight, like, they're basically, because, um, basically they found out that these jewels are synthetic plutonium of some sort, that are very powerful and could do a lot of damage if they're, um, enriched with, um, how they're designed, because they're synthetic plutonium jewels. They try and figure out where Vanessa is, they say, they figure out that it's an air, it's an, a hangar of some sort, a small little hangar, a small little airfield with a hangar that she's in, apparently. Miles and everyone go there. Tommy and Archie create a version. Sue and to, uh, Tony go there to save Vanessa with Dar Daria also helping as well. Basically, they're all there together with a joint effort to just basically stop the sale, kill everyone, and just run, basically, is how they, not really run, but just stop uh, Ling and his associates from selling it off to the highest bidder, because of the fact that these stones are not actually jewels, they're, they're enriched uranium synthetic jewels that are in the wrong hands, and they need to be progressively stopped into some sense. Basically, they do that, they figure out, okay, Miles helps protect uh, Tony and Daria from everything. 
Archie and Tommy go out and with the tank and um, boss everything up. Meanwhile, while they do that, she, uh, somehow Vanessa finds a way to escape and just literally run away from everything that's going on while no one else kind of knew this was going to happen. Faye goes to rescue her. Sue goes after Ling. And Derry goes after Ling's uh, assistant, played by Kelly Who. I don't remember her name because it's never really mentioned in the movie. It, she might have a name, but I don't really recall it very well. But they all duke it out. They all do their thing. Fate goes after this bald henchman that uh, has been the one to pretty much hold her hostage and just hold it as a hostage to deal with all this crap himself. While everyone else is kind of doing their own thing. Tommy and Archie decide to well, take out this one guy that was helping enrich the uranium and just do everything else. All this damage to everything and everyone. And while he's doing so, well, while they do so, they snap him up, destroy him, or whatever you want to call it. They kill him. Do what they need to do. Do that. After they do that, basically, they go. Basically, after everything after that happens, they go after Ling as well. Tony goes after the bald henchman still, saves Vanessa. Daria kills Ling's uh, partner or assistant girlfriend, whatever you want to call her. Kills her. Kills her. After she kills her, they they all meet together after Ling has killed. Well, Sue has killed Ling. And the way he does so is he takes the capsule of the enriched uranium jewel that was designed to be literally a, the strength of a Hiroshima WMD nuclear blast times two. So basically 30 kilotons of a yield. And when he does so, it literally kills him straight up, but it's also the fact that it also it kills him, but it also doesn't just kill him, it literally corrodes his body from the inside out. And he dies. Sue is able to get the diamonds back. After that happens, after that climactic battle, the movie ends. Tommy and Archie are talking in the, at the hangar still. They're still talking about everything and saying, yeah, this is a funny, uh, this is a crazy shit that we just went through. I want to create a movie about it and all this and the other thing. And they're talking about this craziness that they went through. They're saying, I want to make them like, um, Archie says he's wanting to write a movie called Sidekicks. And while they're doing so, they're talking about like how they're all going to go straight after all this has kind of happened. Even Tony wants to kind of go straight because he just doesn't feel like this is right anymore. And honestly, good for him for wanting to kind of be close to his daughter and just go straight. I mean, 
who wouldn't want to go straight after such a crazy event like that? Where his daughter almost died because of his, uh, like, selfish behavior, but also she was able to use something that she was given from him to escape from where she was. The other thing is just out of the fact that she didn't die during the whole escapade is also just a bit of a, a holy crap. I'm glad she's safe, but it's also like, oh my goodness. The other thing about this movie is just how intense it goes. Oh my goodness, that's itchy. Basically, they go through all this. They go. They're deciding to go straight. They're talking about how Tommy apparently sold Avon. His brother sold Avon. He did this. He did that. Had plenty of straight jobs, and while they're talking about sidekicks, they're also saying that um, we should get the guy that did *Roman Must Die* and *Exit Wounds*, which was actually directed by the same guy that did this movie, Andrew Bartowiak, I think it's called. I don't know, Andrew Bartowiak. Let me take a look. I should have mentioned that earlier. Yeah, Andrew Bartowiak. Bartowiak, not Bartowiak. I don't know how I'm pronouncing it wrong, but, um. Yeah. It was directed by him. It was. The music was. Produced by Damon Grease Blackman and John Frizzell for the score. But the actual soundtrack, which, to be honest, was not a big. was actually pretty good was released through Bloodline Records of Def Jam Recordings and has several original songs, I believe, on here. Like, uh, Ike's Gonna Give It To Ya, which is one of the big name songs that were on this. Go To Sleep, Eminem, featuring DMX, and Open Tricers on here. Uh, what else was in this as well? My Life, Cradle to the Grave, and as well as one by... There was another one that... Also plays at the very end of the movie, but I don't think in the, yeah, it's right wrong. That's another one that's on this album or well, on the soundtrack, and it plays during the very end, during the end credits. Everything kind of it, it has a bit of a good ending, but at the same time, it ends on a positive note to some degree. Vanessa is safe with her father. Sue's gonna take Diamonds uh, back to Taiwan to have them be destroyed. Tony might might or might not serve a prison sentence he might get lucky get probation just due to the fact that he helped um save everything from everything that happened so that could also be a case that happens we don't know for certain on what exactly happens at the very end just they walk off tony and well tommy and archie talk about this movie that they want to make they keep on mentioning people like oh schwarzenegger mel gibson for all these roles that they want to make the, like for this movie and it's just like they just think oh this might be an idea that could work but they never like and they say we want to use the guy that did Roman Must Die and Exit Moons and they even make a bit of a joke off of Exit Moons how the very end of the movie over the credits was the best part of the movie because the rest of it sucked if I'm honest I could say the save for Exit Moons maybe but then again I haven't watched that movie in quite some time so I don't want to judge a movie that I haven't watched years overall this movie 
was great. I liked it a lot. I thought it was one of my favorites to ever watch as a kid. I still love it to this day. It may be one of the most messed up R-rated films that I've seen as a kid. But then again, I saw some pretty fucked up movies as a kid anyway, so. Whatever. Anyways, I am going to wrap this up with a rating of my final thoughts on this movie. The movie, I think, is great. If I had to give it a rating, which I didn't do earlier today on my other review, because I was just in a very unsure mood of how to go about things, but... That's beside the fact. This movie, I don't want to be biased about. I don't want to say it's the best movie of all time, because it's not. There's, there's plenty of other movies that are great, but this one really just sells its soul. It gives it to you on a platter in a good way. But if I had to give this movie a rating, which I have to, it's part of my job as this po- for this podcast, I have to give it... I don't want to be biased. I don't want to be biased, but I feel like I'm going to be biased by doing it. And it is mostly due to Earl Simmons' performance. And just now that he's gone, it feels kind of heartbreaking to know that he's gone. He ain't coming back. I'm going to give this album, I'm going to give this movie a 10. I don't want to because it doesn't feel right to give a movie a 10 out of 10. But then again, it's probably the first one I've done this year for any movie that I've watched. And just seeing it again brought back some good old memories of enjoying it sitting down with some popcorn, watching it my first time on my ninth birthday, I think, ninth or tenth, ninth or tenth birthday, it was, no, it was 2003, so definitely my tenth birthday, it was maybe my tenth, no, it was my eleventh birthday, so, it was definitely a fun time for me, and, honestly, it was a good movie to watch, now, I'm gonna get out of here, ladies and gentlemen, I've kind of taking up too much of your time I feel like as it is but I will say at the end of the day this movie is great it's a 10 out of 10 it's the first one in 2021 that I reviewed with a 10 out of 10 I've never really given anyone a 10 out of 10 this year and even though it's a classic it's a nostalgic movie maybe I'm biased if I rewatch it again I'll probably give it something else but I love the movie I can't recommend it enough if you're a fan of the East Coast rap scene, or if you're a fan of Romeo Must Die or Exit Wounds, if you like Jet Li, this is a good movie to watch. If you like Romeo Must Die, check this one out. If you like Exit Wounds, check this one out. But if you didn't like any of them, I'm sorry, you're probably not going to enjoy this one. You might, you never know. But if I had to give this movie a rating, it would be a 9. It would be a 10 out of 10. As I'm recording this, may Earl Simmons. Known as DMX, rest in peace. He passed away a week ago today. And the world's not going to be the same without him, man. He's gone. He technically had a heart attack two weeks prior. But he didn't stop rapping. He was around for 20 plus years. And it's just... It sucks to see him go. He died... And, well, he'll never be around for us again. But until then, ladies and gentlemen, I will see you all, see you all next time in the next review. Until then, this is Scott watching Cradle to the Grave and Transmissions. Good night, everyone.